Barbara Cobb Success, brought to you by Craig Charles of Crown Cuts Academy, JC, Crown Cuts Academy, Bristol, Virginia, and Craig's Crown Cuts, downtown Johnson City. Spreading love the Tri-City way is one way, but spreading love the Crown Cuts way is the only way. Barbara Cobb Success, a platform where we give you gems, we give you topics, we give you new things that's come out in this industry just to elevate yourself, to get you in that spot to be a better barber, a better person, just better overall. But you know what? I got to introduce my co-host, the ones with the most. Am I? Your boy's not across from me, so you can't even look at him in his eye. I know, right? You know what? <laughs> can't get that awkward turn that he'd be giving. Yeah, I was waiting for it. You can go ahead, though. Go ahead. All right. Uh, Jordan Barr from Bristol, Tennessee. Jay Baba on Instagram. That's J-B-A-2-H's and a B-A. Ooh, yeah. flames. Jababa. Jababa. F- flames. <laughs> I like the name now. Huh. Am I Fields? Am okay. I your barber on Instagram from Marion, Virginia? Good to be here. Yes, sir. Crown jewel of Am I? Am I's Barbershop and Gallery. And Gallery. Ooh, fire. Yeah. Today, we got a special guest coming all the way from Arizona, by the way of Cali. My man, introduce yourself. Let's rock it. Get on the mic. Yo, what's going on, you guys? My name is Junior Garcia. I go by Barber June on Instagram. And um, I'm excited to be here with you guys, man. Chop some game up with y'all. Oh, no doubt. Big. It's going to be really some game being played today. Be ready to bounce the ball, throw it up, and catch it. Hey, let's run it. it. Let's do it. But first off, give a shout-out to our sponsors, Colossal.org. Check them out. And also, thank you, Feedspot, for ranking us the top 25 barber podcast in the country we all over where we at again am i we in uh U- okay you canada uk us uh, of course united states uh iceland iceland australia and what's your favorite spot we got madagascar we gotta go there we need a list i need to know if madagascar if we go to madagascar that's crazy no we going i mean we Hello. hit some kind of algorithm we going we going i mean why not all right I mean, that's what it's about, right? Yes, we exactly. got to take this show on the road, like, earn your leisure. Let's do it. We got to visit all 57 <laughs> countries that we're in. Oh, no but, doubt. I'm with it. That's going to be a nice little road show. But today, we got a special guest. We're going to we, we, we doing a series, Student Stories. But I seen my guy one day on the internet, and I'm like, man, this guy is interesting. He's coming with some bangers, and I think people need to hear about you and see about you and just the fun things that you're doing but first off introduce yourself and and tell us who is barbara june man barbara june is a uh is a husband is a father and is a barber and uh all those three things i absolutely love being and i take all those three things with pride and joy and so um you know what i'm saying he's just a guy from the bay area of california uh, been barbering for 10 years um i started off as the in an apprenticeship program two years in the apprenticeship program and then uh, ventured off and became a journeyman barber and um, never looked back. Just, just been doing barbering for the last 10 years. And I loved every, every minute of it. So I was telling am I how interesting it is that one thing that you, myself and him have in common is we all did the apprentice program. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Is that pretty common in where you're at in California? Is it a lot of, uh, of barber apprentices? Yeah, yeah, and no, yeah, and no. A lot of people um, that don't finish. <laughs> what's that? 
A lot of people that don't finish barber apprenticeships. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a big obstacle, big, big, big circus. Um, but yeah, I think so. Apprenticeship is little for us. I don't know how long it is out there, but our program is, uh, I think it's 3,000 hours. Ooh, and it's dang, two, dang. Two, two and a half, two and a half years long. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And so it's, but on the flip side, you're in the shop working as a licensed apprentice barber. And, you know, and so that's on that's that's a positive side because you're able to make money while you're getting your license. What are, what are the pros and the cons of, of that? Uh, the pros and cons, I think um, that's one of the pros is actually when you're um, in the apprenticeship program, um, you're actually making money. You're already building your clientele. You already know how it is. You already found a shop. You found a home um, that you don't have to go nowhere once you get your license. Once you get your license, it's just another day in the office. Um, yeah, you get experience. You get the real life experience. I think those are those pros. The cons, um, it's a long, it's very long. You're stuck to that barbershop because each time you move to a different barbershop, you prolong your um, your apprenticeship license because you have to go through this whole big old process of tra transferring shops. And um, it's just it's just chaotic. By, you know, two years, man, you just want to hurry up and get out of there. You just want to hurry up and get about the program. And so, um, but yeah, I think that's one of the, uh, one of the cons of the apprenticeship program. Because typically, um, how many hours is it in the state of Cali or Arizona? Uh, 3,000 hours. No, if you just go to school. Oh, going to school? I'm not too sure school, but I know it's about uh, about seven to 10 months. Okay, so that's about, um, say, about 1,000 to 1,500 hours. Exactly, 1,500 hours. I think it's 1,500 hours. Which you think is better, honestly, in the... On the and I mean, not that you would change your journey by any means, but yeah, yeah. hindsight's twenty twenty. Like, which would you think the better speaking to a new barber that going into apprenticeship or going to a school? Which would you tell them? Uh, I would tell them if your haircuts are on point and you found a good barber shop, I'll do the apprenticeship. Mm -hmm. But if your haircuts are not on point and you don't have a good barber shop to land on, I'll just go ahead and just knock out your barber schooling college. Um, just because uh, once you're in the barbershop and you're just learning, uh, you're going to miss out on those opportunities. Because every time someone sits in your chair, someone, some, every time that someone sits in your chair, you have an opportunity to claim them as your client or have a repeat customer. But if you mess them up because you're just learning, you just lost that opportunity to retain that client. Um, but if your haircuts are on point and you know what you're doing, I'll definitely take that, that route because um, you're yeah, able to make money. For me, on my perspective, I always thought that um, I would go to school route because I know you have to be disciplined when you go in the shop to still study the textbook and still do the stuff that you need to do to take a test. Because I'm assuming after you do your, do your apprentice hours, you have to take some form of um, aptitude test to see where you're at. Yeah, that's correct. So what we did, we uh, our apprenticeship worked is on Tuesday through Saturday, we worked in the barbershop. And then we'll go to a classroom on Monday. And for eight hours, we just study the textbook lecture. Right. Dang. Yeah, yeah. And so that's where we got our lecture in and, and did our studying. Yeah. Seven-day work week. I mean, the thing is, either one can work. But for me, I think it's a school. You just have to be a disciplined person and understand that you have to focus on things. Nobody's going to be on top of you like an instructor pushing and telling you, hey, do this, do that. Um, study the sanitation. Study right. the, the, the book work that's necessary. Study, learn how to use your shares. 
a lot of those stuff sometimes when you're in the shop is going to be difficult to pick up on because it's not going to be pushed on you because, you know, most students, they just focus on the fame. I agree. Yep, I agree. Uh, and I think that leads to one of the things, my little frustration is with the, in the um, barbering in the barbering community. I feel that's just, um, uh, an issue because some of the, there's not a lot of schools who are pushing that themselves. Right. You know, they're, they're, the barber schools are not holding themselves to a higher standard and actually instructing that. Of course, they say that, and that, right. but actions speak louder than words, right? And so in the Bay Area, there's a lot of schools out there who are really not holding that to that standard. And so it's a lot of obstacles and a lot of hurdles that you have to jump through just to get your barber's license. And so a lot of barbers have a bad taste of barber schools, just a period, apprentice and schools. It's right. just, they're just frustrated with it. And that's um, where this podca- podcast came about to kind of change that narrative to kind right. of students understand that, hey, it is a process. You, you, you're gonna go to school. It's not just about fading. You have to get into right. that textbook. You have to learn how to perm. You have to learn the, 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 the nuts and bolts in this textbook to get you where you want to go. And I don't think necessarily it's a lot, I own a couple of schools myself. So from my perspective, I, I see a lot of students come in and they just want to grab the low hanging fruit and they're not yeah. ready to learn. The whole focus is they've seen all these drippery and blurry fades on Drippery. Drippery. On YouTube. Yeah, drippery. <laughs> off the dough. Yeah, off the dough. Listen to this guy. What's this drippery? <laughs> What's this drippery you speak of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's an extra, extra added adjective. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I make these words. I, I've noticed that because uh, I follow you on social media, I love all your posts. Um, yeah, I enjoy the comedy and 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 also, but I've seen a more serious side of you in the schools recently. Have more schools reached out to have you come speak to them here recently in the in the, in the area? Um, yeah, man. Actually, it's um, yeah. I think it was both um, me reaching out to them and uh, both. You know I mean meeting them at um, at Barber Expos? That's where I ran into them. Was at a Barber Expo, just networking. And um, they say, man, I just love to have you want to um, come out to the barber school and do a demo. And I said, uh, I was like, yeah, I'd love to take you up on that opportunity. I was like, if I could give a presentation, I'd rather do that um, instead of just doing a demo. And so uh, they were like, yeah, yeah, sure. They're kind of shocked because um, I'm not really interested in trying to educate just on how to give a haircut. I definitely want to elevate the barber game. And um, that's why I like this podcast, because I just want to help young barbers. I was just telling them this last week. I said, uh, when I first started off cutting hair, I was working um, in a barber shop. And um, the first two barber shops, no one really wanted to help me out. See, um, see, that's the thing about when we talk about the apprentice, because when you go right. in there, come in new, come in green, you know, everybody's perception is, nah, that's my client. Right. That's right. my client. So some students can get lost in the sauce because right. you, you can't build and grow like that if someone's not willing to teach you. Right. You know Absolutely. Yeah, it's- yeah, I agree. I agree. And so I, I told myself I would never be like these barbers right here. These two barbers on the side of me, I will never be like them. I'm over here struggling. I'm over here jacking this dude up. I got like a three. He wants a three. I got him a one and a half way up top. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't even have guards. I don't even have the guards. To, <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm drowning. And uh, no one helped me out. And Almost seemed like they want to sabotage you. It was. It was. Low key, it was. I picked up on that. You know what I'm saying? Because 
in the Bay Area, you got to recognize these type of uh, personalities. You got to recognize, you know, the game that what they're doing. But I, I, I peak game. I was like, you know what? I ain't tripping. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna put in my work, and you know, I'm gonna get somewhere, and I'm gonna be okay. Um, but anyway, so you know, at, you know, I was at that school, and so I said I didn't want to be like these barbers, and so I definitely want to come and change the game, and I want to help other barbers, whoever I'm around, whoever you know is in my circle. I just want to help and elevate. Um, and so that's what I did when I went back to when I asked them to, if I could come and do a presentation instead of doing a demo. Right. It's because I wanted to go ahead and inspire and give knowledge and help out young barbers. Because one of the key things for me, and I kind of realized it in the past maybe month, I think the key for learning is giving people confidence. Because mm -hmm. when you give them confidence, it alleviates a lot of anxiety. And when the anxiety is alleviated, it becomes muscle memory. But Absolutely. if your mind is clouded, you, you can't learn. Yeah. So, Absolutely. And, on, and the only way to uncloud your mind is to give someone confidence. That doesn't mean they're yeah. going to do it right the first time, but they have confidence understanding they're going to, through repetition, they will get better. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I was telling the guys. I said, um, when you get your, uh, when you get those reps in, cut as many as people as you can, whoever comes through the doors. Cause I know in barber school, a lot of barbers, when I was going, they didn't want to cut people like, Oh, I'm too cool. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> doing this. I'm about to the back. So my advice was to them, like, man, cut anyone and everyone, because the more reps you get in, the more better and confidence you will get. And once you become confident, then you can focus on detail. You can focus yes. on customer service. You can focus on actually providing a great service because you're confident. Confidence. And not only that, your clients will respect that because they know. Um, one of my jokes that I tell people, new clients that come in, they always ask, uh, how long have you been cutting? And um, I, my joke is, oh, I've only been, I just got out of barber college. I've been out two weeks. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I scare a lot of people, you know, uh, but also there's people like, yeah, right. Like, you're just too, you can just tell, you don't, you haven't been out in two weeks. And so it's that confidence. I, I, excuse me. I want to say one of the things, uh, like me and Craig, and we talk about on here is like, we call it the long hanging fruit, like how low on the totem pole haircutting actually is, you know, Absolutely. and I think. That's also one thing that drew me to your page and why I think that, you know, I, I really enjoy and, and how much more successful you'll be on social media because it's such an oversaturated everything. is just haircut, 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 haircut. And it's almost like we're tired of seeing haircuts and you bring on this fresh new, you know, skits and, and things that that shake it up and keeps us more engaged than just seeing a picture of a haircut. And that's that's really what I enjoy about your page. So much. whole new vibe. And it's kind of uh, my bad. I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, it's kind of hard to break away from that uh, that stigma of just showing off your haircut, you know, because most of people, they're not really comfortable with making content on other things besides just tutorials or showing off their haircut. Like I've, I've been trying to dive in more into um, really, I guess, trying to provide people other than tutorials and stuff like that. And it's kind of hard because I wouldn't really know just stepping out of a, a comfortable spot for me. Cause I've never really been good with um, like talking on camera, like especially when I got on here. So now that I understand now that being in the shop for so long and being on social media and posting haircuts after a while, it's like, it kind of gets stale. It's it like, what, yeah, you got to find something, something else to provide to, to people that are wanting to be in the, the barber scene and, I'm, I want to start diving into what you're kind of going to what you're doing, honestly. 
That's awesome. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I was, uh, I took a Marvy Marv course. You guys know Marvy Marv? Yeah. Marv, Marv. Barber. 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 Yeah, I, took, <laughs> I, I took his, one of his course, man. It is just awesome course because it helps me. It opened up my mind um, and my perspective. One of the things he says, instead of being a consumer of content of social media, be a producer of content. Mm-hmm. So anytime that I'm on social media, no longer am I going on there to be entertained. I'm actually looking for ideas. I'm looking for things to spark me, to motivate me, things, uh, ideas, uh, things that I can use that I can use as content as well. So that's my whole objective now. And I think you're right, man. I think the market, our barber industry is so oversaturated and, um, and it's just, everybody just posts haircuts, haircuts and product reviews, product reviews. And, um, which is cool. You know what I'm saying? I did that for six, seven years, bro. I've had that. I was at 1900 followers, for seven years, man, not until the last five months did I blow up because I've seen I changed my content. Mm-hmm. So what inspired you to tell your story? Man, so um, I'm, I'm opening a barbershop here. I'm getting, um, so that's what inspired me is to open up a barber. I'm opening a barbershop and I wanted to create awareness and um, for the barbershop. So my whole motive was to build my social media is to create awareness for my barbershop that I'm opening here up this July um, and I also joined the Chris Baggio mentorship program, mm-hmm. 245. Yeah, I joined his mentorship program. And uh, man, just being on a live stream with Baggio really inspired me. You know, I've he said advertise that quite, quite, a, quite a lot on his live stream. What, yeah, yeah, exactly. He, um, he really inspired me, man, getting off the Zoom call with him. And um, it's just, it's just, it was just so inspiring. You know, one of the things he said is uh, you do badass shit and you just document it. Don't focus on everybody. Yeah. Don't focus on what other people are doing. You just do what you got to do and you just kill it and you just document it. So that's what I started doing. I just started documenting things. And even understand that it's a process because most yeah. people want it to happen right now and then. Right. Right, right. now and then. And, and then they stop. They lose steam when it doesn't happen in a day. They lose steam right. when it happens in two days. Now it's a, it's a it's a week went by and they've been doing all this great stuff, um, posting and and then they ah nobody likes it and then the right. last thing but it's it's a long game you have to continuously do it. Right, yeah, man. So I've been doing this for ten years, man. I've been a barber for so I got something to say. I've seen some stuff. You right. know what I'm saying? So I'm 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 confident, but it's just I was just that guy that was so busy behind the chair that I was like ah. So every little time I was consuming content. And it's just like, man, it was just like, to, to believe it or not, man, to produce content's a lot of work. 100%. It's a lot of work. It's extra. So that means you're going to have to do some sacrifice because I'm not going to sacrifice blocking off some time. I need to get all the haircuts I can get. So everything that I do in my content is always outside of the shop, outside of my haircuts, outside of work, or between cuts. Nice Lunch nice. break, coming in early, it's a sacrifice. No, it's not a sacrifice because let me tell you why it's not a sacrifice. And you'll agree with me. So years ago, I switched the word from sacrifice to an investment. You're not sacrificing, you're investing in yourself. Absolutely. Does that make sense? A sacrifice could be an investment as well. Yes. So you're investing in yourself and you're getting a return. But if you don't invest in yourself, what's the return going to come? And most people, when they have sacrificed, it kind of deters them. And they don't want to continue. So that's why nah. I kind of switched the words to investment okay. instead of sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. I feel I feel the opposite. I feel sacrifice is delayed gratification, is right. delayed putting off of something that I want to do. 
and sacrifice something that's going to be beneficial. So sacrifice is a good word. I feel like sacrifice is a something that you you know that we need to do. You know, instead of just you know sleeping in, uh, I could go into the shop early, 30, 40 minutes, and you know work on some content, just get it in. Um, but anyways, yeah, I feel like it could be both, um, but it just needs to happen. It needs to happen if you want to do anything. Was there a time that like? Was there a definite moment where you woke up and you you seen your social media starting to pop off and you're like, whoa, this is really happening? Was that was there or was it was just a constant like going to the gym, working out, building muscle? Or did you just look at the mirror one day like, yo, yo, what happened? Bro, it's uh, man, it's crazy. Yeah. So it was just shocking. That's it's still shocking to this day. It's still shocking to have 14K Um because my goal was never to have 14 game. My goal was 5,000. Again, my goal was just to create awareness for the shot. So this thing blew up more than what I expected it to do. Yeah. Uh, because I knew how hard it was to build on social media. Um, um, yeah, it just, it was just, I knew how hard it was. So for me to get the response that I was getting, I was just in shock. To this day, I'm still in shock. People are like, yeah, man, it's crazy how social media can can um so i'm trying to come up with the word well well um social media will elevate you more than what you really are you get what i'm saying because i'm yeah. the, i'm the same dude i'm the same guy who you see on the camera is who i've been my whole life and that's the key and, Be, right being yourself Not right being, right yeah and, and but people on social media are like, oh, okay, Barbara June, oh, this now. I'm like, bro, where were you at seven, eight months ago? Like, no one was, like, <laughs> no one was in my DMs asking me questions. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, like, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. And so, so, so what has been the most difficult part of the journey? Um, I don't think it's been difficult. I don't think it's been. It's just been fun. It's just been fun. I've been. This is just. Um, I don't feel like it's been difficult. Um. It's just, it's just been fun. Uh, what journey are you speaking of? The social media journey or the barbering journey? Because, just the barbering journey. Because um, you say you've been yourself for the longest. So the social yeah. media is just you. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's just who you are. So what's, what's the most difficult part? Because you said, yeah, what was you at seven months ago? You know, when, when you were still grinding, being that same funny guy who's putting who just love what he does, putting right. in the work every day and being a family man, and loving this industry like you love it, putting in so much, 110% into this barbering thing. Yeah. I think for me, the, 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 for the hardest part of my journey is in the beginning is um, I've always had this, um, like, I can't believe I'm doing it. I can't believe barbering's provided me with income. Mm -hmm. So I gotta be at work. I can't take no vacation. I can't miss work. I can't because I need this money. It, it took about like four years, five years where it was like, Bro, you've been you've been doing this for five years now. Like you're doing it. Like you can you can let that anxiety go, right? You know, like you could take breaks now. You could take you know you can go ahead and. Um, but to this day, I still get like that. I guess it's just. But in the beginning, it was harder because it's just building my clientele and trying to discover who Barbara June was and right. what worked. You know, and um, but in the beginning, I think that's the most difficult. After that, man, it's been. I've been loving it. I'm lo I love being a barber. I love every attribute of being a barber. Um, yeah. So I, that's for me, key it, right there, because I tell yeah. people every day, I don't have bad days because I love what I do. Yeah, Everything absolutely. Everything revolves around my life is even the podcast is barbering. Even at the schools, yeah. I'm going to teach and seeing students, um, the light bulb turns on. They're like, man, I got it. So right. 
there's no dull time for, for me. I mean, no. I don't have disappointing moments, but I'm in an <clears> industry that I chose, that I want to be part of for the past 20 years, and I love what I do. Yeah, I absolutely agree, man. I feel like barbering, it's such, it's historically, it's its proven. Um, through recession, it's proven. Um, it's respected. It's a trade. I pandemic. From the, go ahead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, through the through pandemic. pandemic. <laughs> exactly. Through the pandemic, man. Um, and so, man, it's just, it's just been awesome. I loved every moment. I, even with, even customer service, dealing with picky clients or clients who are, are frustrating, um, I, I still enjoy it, man. It doesn't, doesn't ruin my day. Uh, if I have an altercation or if I have to, you know, have a little confrontation with the customer or we're trying to work things out, or even with shop owners um, or other barbers, it doesn't ruin my day. Um, right. it's, it's, you know, I, I love it. I love barbering. You know what I'm saying? There's a solution. And it's a disappointing time. That doesn't mean your whole day is ruined because you right. chose this industry. You love it so much. You can leave that little five, 10 seconds of a disagreement and just leave it where it is and just move on. Yeah. Yeah, That's not absolutely. the whole 23 hours and 60 right. or 58 minutes of the day. Yeah, there's so many pros that comes with barbering. Uh, there's so many pros, man. There's you were out of the elements. Um, you know, there's there's not a huge wear and tear on the body. It's good money. Um, there's socializing. I get to get paid to do something that I love to talk about different topics, to talk, solving world problems, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, um, talking about all the places to go and be a network or uh, a resource. Um, yeah, it's just, it's great. It's great. It's great. Yeah, so I was in this call yesterday and you, you talk about solving problems and one of the key things is the guy said, he's like, if you want to make money, you have to solve problems. If you want to make money, you solve problems. That's it. That's all you do. You and solve that's problems. Key right there. Find so solutions. What are, what are some of the lessons you have learned along the way? Um, in which way? What lessons? Like in which way? Just lessons as far as barbering, how to be in this space that you are in mentally. How to because a lot of people they get into this industry and they stop, they get out because they don't see it going their way. Yeah especially a lot of students who sometimes who don't put all their, their, and I tell them there should be no dead time in school. So a lot right. of people don't put their all into it. They, they kind of feel a way like, well, this is not showing me enough love. I might do right. something else. I'm, 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 get, I'm getting burnt out. This yeah. is not for me. Yeah, it's crazy because I've never experienced that. Um, so when I became a barber, I was a little bit older. I was about 28 years old. So Same. I started cutting hair. At twenty six, yeah, yeah. So I've already worked at I've worked at the garbage company. I've worked at call centers, sales. I've done sales. I've done construction. I've done detailed cars. I've um, I worked at a bank for five years before I became a barber, and um, so I've already done. I went to welding. I was doing welding school for a little bit. Uh, I was just trying to find me. Um, you know what I'm saying? I was just trying to find me. And when I became a barber, it was like, I have already done everything. I come across this. I'm like, this is it right here. So I just fully invested everything that I had, everything that I know, everything that made sense. I just made it work for barbering. So it was never, it was nothing that I had to learn. Right. I mean, I had to learn the process of cutting hair, but the customer service, I've already gotten that from bank, working at the bank. 
working at call centers. Um, and so that's one thing that I tell a lot of young barbers. The only thing that I wish is that you go to work first somewhere else and work for someone yeah. because when you come to barbering, you can appreciate barbering for what it is. I feel like a lot of young people, they can't appreciate it and know what they, the value they have in barbering is because they can't, they don't have anything to compare it to. Right. So that, I think that's the key right there. I, I would say same for me. You know, I worked in a factory. Uh, I worked as a, as a server and then I worked in corrections, you know, so as far as like customer service all the way to, you know, handling confrontations, I did all those things up right. until then. Um, and, you know, and uh, like also opening a shop, like you're, like you're doing right now, I'm going through that process. And for me, it's like becoming a barber all over again. I have the same kind of energy, nervous energy and, and, and uh, excitement, you know, and maybe not so much doubt, but there is anxiety thinking about, okay, I hope everything works out. Uh, what are some of the things you're feeling right now with opening your shop? Um, excitement, happy, eager. Mm -hmm. um, those are all the feelings that I'm feeling like, yeah, man, um, I'm just confident. Um, bro, I've actually moved. So in the Bay Area, I moved to a different county about an hour, hour and a half away, about an hour away from where I lived. No clientele. We uh, we sold our house. We moved to a different county, and I had no clientele. Man, I built my clientele within a year of being in that place, and mm -hmm. so that's my first time around knowing that I can move to a different city, to a different county with no clientele, and build it there. That's a great right? feeling. And it's a great feeling, bro. And so now, two years later, during the pandemic, um, I'm about to open my shop. I would like to open my shop in the Bay Area. My wife and I start talking about you know moving out of state. We've always wanted to move out of state, but our family wasn't on board uh, during the pandemic. I just, you know, we're like, hey, listen, we're actually, we're serious about moving out of state. And so, um, so everybody knew that how serious we were around this time. And so, you know, um, some of them moved and some of them are still coming, but we moved out of state to Arizona and I've only been here a year and three months and I'm already booked out two weeks out. Wow, and so it just crazy. gave me another level, bro. I moved to a different state. That's big another state bro where it's it's um i'm booked out two weeks out bro and um it's just i i i, I know what i'm doing i've done it this is my second time doing it moving to a different location with no clientele and um so i'm just eager man i know what it takes see, see the important things of that what you're saying that's like coming out of school and having the anxiety of it's it, you know what it takes what does it take so if because you, you're basically in the same situation as doing graduating school, getting a license right. and going to Norway, what does it take? What did it take? Uh, for me, I know it's going to take number one is my haircuts have to be consistent and it has to be performed at a high level. Um, number two, I feel like you're going to have to work on your marketing. You're going to have to put yourself out there. Uh, number three, you're going to have to actually retain clients. That comes down to customer service. How are you going to retain them? That's customer service, being attentive, being punctual, um, clear communication, how they feel in your chair. Um, those are just a couple other points that you do when you, and then that's it. And then you just keep rinse and repeat, keep doing that process over and over. Consistency. 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 Yeah. Consistency. That's yeah. And so when I moved out here to Arizona, I, I found a shop like three minutes from the house. Um, but the way he had the shop structured, um, I, I, I left. I was I only been there for a month. And uh, the way he had the shop, the way he was, his personality and everything too, I peaked game. And I yeah. just knew my value, man. I knew my worth. And so I said, man, I'm, I'm going up the road 15, 20 minutes up the road 
to a different barbershop, even though it was further away, it was a lot more custom to what I'm used to. Right. And so, um, and so that's why I left and other barbers that were there, they were shocked because they've been there for two years. They've been wanting to leave. They wanted to be leaving, but they never did. They were just too afraid to leave. And so it was like, I didn't convince them to leave, but they were just so shocked that bro, you're, you just moved out of state. You have no clientele and you still decided to leave. Hey, you're fearless. Uh, what's that you're yeah, fearless exactly. what is yeah. it i mean it's just i'm i'm just confident it's just it's not so much and i don't want to seem that like, like i'm arrogant or i'm cocky no. it's just you know i because that's not the case i'm i'm I, i'm not arrogant or cocky you believe, um, just, you believe in yourself you believe in the work i believe you in myself in. man i've been doing this my whole life i've right. been doing and, this and it's also the power of the barber industry i tell people all the time you could strap me on a parachute Drop me somewhere with cell service anywhere on the planet, and I'm gonna make money. I'm gonna make it happen. Right, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah, man. And you know, I think I feel like it's my upbringing. You know what I'm saying? Growing up in the Bay Area, you just had to be, you had to be relentless, man. You just got to be a go getter, bro, because you don't get left behind. You know what I mean? And I've, I've just been surviving since a young age. And and, and but basically, when you when you're a barber in this industry, cosmetology, nails, aesthetics. Yeah, you are your own business, so you have to be resilient. Right. You can't dictate or wait for someone else. If you wait for someone right. else, you'll lose. You'll lose. You'll lose every time. Every time you'll lose. Yeah, every you time. Gotta, you got to be resilient. You got to be out there. And all those things could be learned. What I tell students, go and grab your mentor, but learn as much as you can learn in the school. Mm -hmm. There should be no dead time. Work yeah. on your weaknesses not your strength your strength right. is fading work on yeah. your weaknesses work on yeah. all your weaknesses what do you got to say about that i absolutely agree man it's one of the things that i tell barber students when i go and do a presentation i said another thing key is uh actually be teachable you have to be teachable don't think just because you graduate barber school that it's it just stops no, no you're always going to have to be teachable have a teachable attitude a teachable mindset um, no matter what it is, anytime that someone's doing something great, I'll steal that idea. I steal that characteristic. I'll steal the way you, how you answer the phone. And I see the way you answers the phone and I like it. I'm going to, I'm going to use that. I'm going to, without asking you, I'm just going to take it. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just because it's just, it's working. It's working. Why wouldn't I use it? Exactly. But that's like we, like we tell people too, all the time, someone has to be Europe. You're going to be someone else's ripple. And it's not right. that you're stealing. You're like, hey, you're learning. Right, As you right. Go, you're learning. And there's nothing wrong with oh, learning. Oh, no, I'm stealing. <laughs> no, no. Just... <laughs> there's nothing wrong with no, learning. I'm taking that. Uh, no doubt. There's nothing wrong with taking something or, or borrowing something from someone else. You know what I mean? Because there are yeah. some barbers. I've been in the shop. I remember I was in the shop one time, and this barber's had a new technique. And I went over there to ask him about it. And he put his hand up like, yo, I'm going to holler at you. Yo, let me finish this. I'll, I'll come back and show you. I'm like, just show me right now. Why are you doing it? He's like, yeah, and he I put his hand that. up like kind of like, like the Heisman pose and curl up like he's hitting his chest. I'm like, yo, what's up, man? man that's messed up. Yeah. See, that's scandalous. Man. I don't like that. Pulling a cape in front of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so barbers do do that at times, man. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's yeah. I feel like it's insecurities. It's insecurities. They don't want you to raise. The, they don't want you to rise a level above them, and so they're trying to keep you at arm's bay. Um, and it's just insecurities. That's all it is. So I don't take that personal anymore. I don't take that personal. Like, you know, I don't take that personal at all. 
there's a proverb that, that talks about that. Okay. And, and the proverb is 20, it is 1126. Um, I think the proverb, I, I can't know, I don't know specifically, it talks about sharing information because if you don't share it, something happens. But if you are to look up that proverb, 1126, again, it talks about sharing information. It's a dope proverb. So what kind of advice we were talking about, what kind of advice would you give someone like new students? What, 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 what would you say to them starting out or someone just trying to get into this barber industry? Man, I would, my advice to uh, somebody who's trying to just start now, um, again, man, just, you know, have a teachable attitude, learn as much as you can from everyone and anyone, um, have a teachable attitude, man, and fully invest in it. Um, you're only going to get out of this industry, what you put in. So if you put 110% into this industry and into this craft, you're going to reap the benefits, right? But if you only put 10%, you're only going to get 10% back. Um, you're only going to get back what you put in. So I say, man, just be fully invested. Put everything you have in here because it's going to treat you really good. That's big. That's big. Jordan, so listening to Barbara June get into this podcast for the past 30, 40, what, what goes to your mind? Because you're the, you're the closest from school. You've graduated now what, about, about a year now. So about, about two years. Yeah, so, so what goes what goes through your mind? Um, I liked how he's talking about the the social media aspect and um how he was diving in to moving to a different area, which that's what I've been thinking about here recently a lot. Is uh I've think I've been thinking about moving to a different area, but I've been kind of scared, you know, because <laughs> you know I'm normal. Never, it's, normal. You know what I'm saying, yeah. So I don't, I don't know what it's like to move to a different area and have to start over. I mean, I know what it's like to first get into a shop, but I'm from the area, so I have I know a lot of people, and it's it's a little bit easier for me to probably to, you know get that clientele. But moving to a different area, holy, like I never been to, I don't know anybody. I feel like that would be I feel a little bit intimidating for me, but um. I've been thinking about it a lot and you give me them, you know, what you've been through kind of help me understand what I needed to do if I did actually do it. And, uh, I think that's dope, man. I, I mean, I wish what's the name you like, am I said, am I asking you, what's the name of your shop? Uh, my barbershop is called relentless, relentless barbershop, relentless barbershop. That's dope. That's dope. I like that name. And, and the importance <laughs> of these podcasts, it just kind of gives students, um, people in the industry up, up, an option, an opportunity to realize we all are going through the same thing. There's barbers across the country, across the world who are going through the same thing. And when you just sit there by yourself and think that you're the only one going through these certain situations, it's not true. That's it's true. Not true. That's true. It's, it's not true. Everyone in this industry has a story to tell. Right. Absolutely. Everyone has a story. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, man. I think you being afraid and nervous and like anxious and, uh, worried about your failures, like if you do fail, um, is normal, right? But it shouldn't captivate you. It shouldn't control you. Uh, it should give you motivation to even do it even more. Um, you could go anywhere, man, as long as your skills, um, you don't even have to have 100% dope skills. If you could give a good, a decent haircut, uh, but your customer service skills, your communication skills, you're consistent and you're punctual, it's going to take you a lot further than you think. Um, it's how people feel in the chair. Um, and also too, you got to find the right shop, man. Make sure that the shop owner, that he's, he's a leader, that he also wants to see everybody else lead because that's going to be a bigger obstacle if he doesn't. 
So yeah. my whole thing is try to find the right shit. You have to find the right shit, the right culture, the right people in there. It, you got to ask yourself, are those barbershops, are they busy? Are they, um, are they helping other people? Are they, what's the type of culture it is, right? Um, you'll be able to see that. And even just going down there for a, what I do, man, I would actually go to the barbershop that I'm interviewing that we're talking about. And I'll go in there and sit there at first, the first 10 minutes is awkward. Um, but I'm just, I don't care. I, I want to see the vibe because I'm interviewing them the same way they're interviewing me because yeah. I'm not going to take my clients and I'm not going to represent something that I don't believe in. Right. So I'll go down there and I'll talk with them, introduce myself to each barber and I'll sit down in one of the chairs and I'm just, I'm just, I'm there at first. It's awkward, but Culture's I want to know. I, yeah. I want to know the vibe. I want to know the personalities. I want to know the characteristics because, you know, I, I want to make sure that I can fit in there. And I'm a big dude. I'm going to make sure I fit in. <laughs> you're, about like, you're about like 6'1", six 6'2"? Six nah, bro. I'm 5'8". Yeah, I'm Mexican, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mexican. We ain't that tall. Uh, yeah, you are. <laughs> He's a 5'8". 5'8", stand. But you're a giant, though. You know what I'm saying? My heart and in your mind. Oh, hey, for sure, for sure. That's what's up. That's what's up. You said I'm 5'8", bro. <laughs> Have you always... Uh, you always seen yourself as a comedian, like a funny guy? Because I know a lot of your skits are funny. Uh, is that something that you you do all the time? Or is it something that you Bro, that you want to produce as content? Nah, man, it's me every day. Yeah. Like, my wife just rolls her eyes at me. She's just like, you just crazy. <laughs> like, there's people like, you married this guy? This guy's crazy. It's just me, bro. It's me every day. Like, I'm that one that was saying a joke at the wrong time. You're like, oh, that's too soon. That's too soon. Like, bro, that's too soon. Like, my bad, my bad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, but also, there's a serious side of me, too. There's a ser very serious. Just as much as I'm funny, I'm very serious as well. And so I just try to keep it balanced, yeah. But the, the good thing I like is that you found your lane, and your lane is still educational, funny or not. Yeah, It's still yeah. serious because yeah. it's getting the point across. And I think Absolutely. a lot of people sometimes miss that educational part in there. Right, right. Because you, you have a message in everything you say, everything right. you do. There's a message behind it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree, man. Yeah. There's every, even in, through the funny, through the pain, with pain comes strength, you know, through the, through the funny and everything, there's always a message that you can convey for sure. What's one of your best episodes that's just off your mind that you think that, man, this is it right here that made uh, you laugh? Oh, man. See, it's crazy, man. Cause um, being the content creator, I look at it like I've seen all the edits, I've seen all the mess ups. So I'm like, is this going to be funny? Like, I feel like I'm too, uh, I'm forcing it a little bit when I'm editing because I'm more, my personality is, um, um, I over-exaggerate. I, you know what I mean? I bring, I focus on little things and I blow it up. You know what I'm saying? That's just my personality. So you may say, say something that's innocent and then I'll go ahead and restate what you said, but just make it sound like that's not what you meant, but I just make it sound like it was. Yeah. And, um, so for me, when I'm making videos, it's like, ah, uh, but one of the things is if you create it, post it. So that's something that I've been living by and it's been working. So if I took the time out to edit it and create the skit, uh, post it since I took the time. So one Because video, I'll, I'll talk myself out of not posting it. So one video, how long will it take you from point A to point B to, to start and finish the video? Uh, quick, man, quick. I'm knocking them out really fast, man. So, um. So I have, because there's a couple of videos I'm doing. I have skits, I have uh, sound audios, and I have educational videos. Right. Um, so my skit videos, 
I have them already pre-planned. I'll have an idea. Something happens to me in the shop or something. I'll go into my notes and then I'll create a note. I'll make it real big and bold, the caption, and I'll leave ideas of my responses and things that I want to say in the skit. Right. So I go back and create that skit. I'll just go to my notes um, right. and I just act it out. And that, that skit will take me about nowhere from like probably 10, 15 minutes, yeah, 10, 15 minutes to create because I already know what to say. I already had that idea in my mind. I'm just now recording it. That's and big. then editing it is just real quick. And then, then my sound audio is the one that this trending sounds that's going around Instagram um, that everybody's using. Mm -hmm. um, I just want between haircuts, I'll just record that sound and I'll save it as a draft. And then later on that night, I'll just go and look for a caption. I'll think of a caption, go on my notes. I'll add a caption. I'll add context to that sound. One of the key things is that I'm hearing from you. A lot of people, again, want it to happen overnight. But you take time. You take notes. Mm -hmm. You actually study your craft. This mm -hmm. is something that's not something that is just fly by night. No, no, -uh, no. It's intentional. Into it. It's intentional. And a lot of people sure. want to get there with Barbara Junis. A lot of people want to create and and have their their page explode, but they want to put go into it part time, right? They right. Go yeah. into it and not put effort into it. Absolutely. And I talked about it in one of my videos. If you want to be successful, you have to be intentional. You're not going to wake up one day and just be at fifty thousand. I said that because I was at nineteen hundred for years, just posting haircut pictures, and so I, I was. It's not. I didn't take off until I was intentional. It's the same thing with my finances. I'm intentional about being debt free. I'm intentional about, you know, owning a home. I'm intentional about making sure that I'm credible. That means having a good credit score. Debt to income is low. I'm huge on that, not going into debt over vehicles. I'm big on that because I'm being intentional about my finances. Right. Um, and same thing mm -hmm. about my parenting. When I'm a father, I'm intentional. I'm out there on the softball field. I'm there. I'm talking to my daughters how to handle situations uh, when they're at school. If someone, if there's a girl not treating her right, how to handle that? If boys or whatever it may be, I'm intentional with my parenting. Um, and it's the same thing about that principle. I think you can live by it, it, You'll be successful um, in any attribute, any aspects of your life because Anything. you're intentional. It's a principle that I, that I believe in. Values, ethics, all That's those it. things intertwine into one and it just builds you up Absolutely. to where you need to be. Exactly. It's the process. It's the process for sure. That's big, man. We're, well, I really appreciate you coming to this podcast because this podcast is food for thought. And that's yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. We, we, were, we were intentional with this podcast, bringing people on that just talking about food for thought. Right. We love our industry. I could tell you, you love your industry. I love the industry. Am I? Jordan, we love it. And we're trying to be like the word you use, be intentional and in putting content out there for people, for people to understand that, hey, it's okay. You're not the only person going through this. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Love absolutely. this industry. Show this industry love. It will show you love back. You absolutely. Want to keep things. Some I had people say, I want to come to school, but I want to do it part time. You can't do barbering part time. <laughs> no, no. You're not going you're not gonna to enjoy the benefits of it. You just do it part time. Yeah, man. Just this, but this barbering industry is a multi-billion dollar industry. Oh, we are part of care industry we are yes. part of products we are part of retail we are part of a multi-billion industry it just blows my mind the amount of money that we can make in this industry 36 but, billion dollars a year yeah absolutely 
This industry, just this industry alone, it's a revolving industry that is huge, global, global. Um, no matter where you at in the country, there's a barbershop. There's a <laughs> stylist. No matter what language they speak, there's a barber and there's a stylist. And it's, 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 it's big, man. It's big. I don't think we know how big of the industry that we are a part of, even financially, man, there's so much money. Mm. There's so much money that you know, within products, my customer was asking me like, Hey, you're going to do product. You're, I'm like, yeah, but not pomade. Everybody wants to do pomade. Uh, but what about lotion? What about, you know, shampoo? What about, you know, all this hand sanitizer? Right. Um, it's just, it's limitless. Just, yeah. just switch it, it up. Switch it up. Yeah, it's limitless, you know? And so it's, it, man, we're part of a great industry. And the thing is, a lot of barbers, I don't think they see the money that they should be making because they're not right. the word you said intentional. Right, absolutely. <laughs> because yeah. if you look at all the statistics around the country, um, it really kind of lowballs the barber salaries. And right. because a lot of times we we don't record our, all our earnings. Right. And so it kind of gives us a black eye, a bad, a bad rep, because if people were to really, yeah, be intentional, do the right thing. Because right. if we was doing all those and people see the actual salary that barbers are making. It's respectable. What? <laughs> it's respectable, for of course. sure. You know what I mean? I, I have friends who are plumbers, uh, HVAC, electricians, and they make great money. And when they find out how much money that barbers make, um, they're just blown away. They said they've never met somebody who can make a living off of barbering. And it's just, it's because we don't respect it. We're not, we're a not, lot, we're not treating it. We're still treating it like a hustle. A lot of us don't. Like a, profession. a lot of and us so don't. I want to do that. I want to start elevating barbering. Like, man, it's respected out here, man. Barbering is respected. And that's why I take card and I'll pay those fees. I pay taxes on my card, on my uh, transactions. Um, and people are like, are you sure you want cash? You want cash? Because that's of the course. reputation that barbers want is cash. I'm like, no, nah, man, I want it all. Um, I, I, I want it all, trail. man. I want I that trail to show what, exactly. I, what I'm making. It's I want to be able, when I go to the bank and I want to open my shop, there's exactly. no there's no discrepancies. There's no question about right. how much right. money I can get when I want to get a loan. Yeah. If I want to go to this place, if I want to get a new car, if I want to do get a house, you don't have yeah. to question yourself or being like trying to come up yeah. with receipts from here and there and trying to dig up stuff from 10, five, two, three years ago that you don't have. And I think that's Absolutely. one of the coolest things that Chris Basio did was the other day he posted a picture of his tax return. <laughs> he showed us how much taxes he paid. It was, I mean, but oh, it's real. That's, good. Yeah. that's real. And, and, and yeah. that's, that's, that's the beginning of the respectability of our industry. Right. And there's a lot of people that say they would rather pay taxes than not pay taxes anyways, or, or like have it taken out of their, uh, like with the regular job, right? You know, all, they were saying that they'd rather pay taxes. I mean, you 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 have to. It's not rather you have to. I mean, you have to. Yeah. But I mean, you know, some people. I mean, I, I last year, I ain't gonna lie. I took some. I took my tip money. <clears throat> and I put it in a shoebox. That's what I did. But this year, I'm taking all my money that I'm making. I'm putting it in the bank account because so I want to be able to show all the earnings that because I, I want to be able to like buy like a car or, or a house or whatever it's later important. on. Important. It's important. Yeah, you want to become bankable. And if you're always not paying your taxes and you're not showing proof of income and have a paper trail, you won't be bankable and they're not going to respect it. Um, but when you pull up with your bank statement and you want to get approved for a lease, you know what I'm saying? They, um, yeah, man, they, they're just going to rock with you. They can see that you're real serious. Like with my lease, they just pulled up. They didn't even do a credit score. They didn't do a background check or anything. I just gave them a bank statement and that was it. 
Uh, my, like, my least, yeah, they were like, let's go. Like, all right. And I was shocked. I was like, oh, okay. I was expecting, um, you know, in-depth background, you know, and right. it was nothing like that. And but so you want to be something. That's the respectability we are talking about, about the industry. That's where right. we want to go. That's where we want to be on the next level. Be like, yo, them dudes are respected. Them dudes are right. professional. Those dudes are serious about their calling. They're serious about their business. Right, it's right. It's not absolutely. no Rudy Poot half, 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 but doing things. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing things the right way, man. Yeah. yeah. And that's what it's about. I heard that, that different. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I heard someone's very similar, but it was different. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. That's what it's about, yeah. man. But again, man, what you think about the podcast, man? I appreciate you coming. Man, I love it, man. I'm, I'm having a good time right now. Good, yeah, it's good. good. I really like it, man. It's uh, elevating, elevating barbering. And keeping us accountable and putting some good energy out there, man. It's it's really good. You Everybody know, who's been on the podcast have to come back on the podcast. I mean, I think we oh, up man, to close to 130 it. something episodes. So we I really, would love to come back. I would love to come back. Seriously. You know yeah. what we're we gonna do? We all we also invite people to the studio. If you have on the East Coast, you want to drop in, we have you in okay. the studio because the studio is dope as well. I got a feeling yeah, you're gonna be on a plane do. here soon. Quite a bit. <laughs> you're gonna yeah, be on a plane. Yeah. You'll be flying, yeah. they'll be flying you out everywhere here soon. Yeah. <laughs> the interesting thing about to. the podcast is that we get to meet people from around the country, around the world, and we bond. And that's what the barber yeah. industry is about. Bonding and meeting yeah. someone from across the pond. Now we have a, now we have exchanged numbers. We're gonna be able to you know, say throw stuff at each other, learn from each other, grow from Absolutely. each other. And that's Absolutely. what the industry is about. That's where the respectable part of it comes in. Yeah, relationships, building relationships. That's what I love about barbering. You know, now we're doing it in the industry, but also in our chairs, building that relationship and that, you know, the, those relationships. That's where it's all at. Big, for sure. big, big. Um, so, um, Jordan, what's your lasting words you want us before we head on? I know all good things got to come to an end. And I mean, what would you pick up from this podcast? What'd you learn? What'd you want to, your lasting words? Don't be scared. Um, always be willing to try new stuff. Uh, I mean, I appreciate I appreciate you coming on here and giving me advice. I really I really do appreciate that. It's going to help me out a lot. Um, yeah, it's just uh, I was just one of them. Another one of them podcasts. I'm just listening, just <laughs> taking in everything I can take. Yeah, I got a surprise for you next week. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what you pick up from this podcast? What you learn? What you want to? Uh, I learned to be intentional. I learned a new adjective, drip, drippily, drippily. <laughs> I learned that. Drippily. And uh, I had a great time speaking to Barbara June. He's a he's a great barber. Everybody should go follow him if you're listening. Uh, yes, just at Barbara June on Instagram. Is that what it is? Yep, at Barbara June. Okay. Yeah, well, um, 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 Barbara June. What you pick up from this podcast? And what's your lasting words? What you think of the podcast today? What'd you pick up? Um, I just, I just enjoy being around other barbers. You know, I really enjoy being around chopping game up, you know, getting to know one each other. This is definitely of the beginning and I'm looking forward to getting to know you guys more personally, you know what I'm saying? So like, if you do are in this area or I'm in the area, you know, we can go ahead and our relationship grows beyond just a podcast. Yes, sir. Uh, that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's what I'm looking forward to. Some, you know, um, our relationship grows beyond the podcast and some that we can actually call up like, Hey man, how about, what do you think about this? I have an idea, For this sure. is a situation That's and we can bounce about. ideas back and forth. Right. And so broaden our horizon, our visions. And, and that's what I'm excited about. And that's what I love about building relationships. So Wait. I privilege that you guys invited me in and 
get to meet you guys. And so it's an honor for me. So I just want to say thank you guys um, again, because I, I don't see myself as anybody really. So I'm actually <laughs> just shocked that you guys had me on a podcast and uh, I'm just very thankful, very thankful. So thank you. Send the word to like new barbers, barbers in, in school, send the word to them. Hey man, be, uh, be courageous, be courageous. Again, whatever you put into this barbering industry, uh, you're going to reap and you're going to enjoy it, but, uh, you got to put everything into it. So big, yeah, man. Big. What I like about this, what I learned is about building relationships, continuously growing and just keep dropping gems because each one teach one. Irons are yeah. always sharpen iron and we got to continuously build this industry up, continuously show love to other barbers, stop all the hate and other barbers, big each other barbers up, big us up, big another barber. Yeah. Don't be afraid to say, Hey, your work is great. Your content is great, June. I love what you're doing. I love right. what you're doing out there in Arizona. It's not, it doesn't take no shade off of me to yeah. big you up. It doesn't take right. no shade off of me to, to shout out Am I or Jordan. And that's what we got to continuously do because that's what's yep. going to elevate our industry. Absolutely. I agree. That Absolutely. You can catch more bees with honey than you do with vinegar. <laughs> oh, all day. That's one of my saying. I tell my students. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Big, big, yeah. big, big. But again, man, <laughs> shout out to you, brother. Thank you. We're gonna push you, um, push us on your on, on your platform. Let let people know, Cart. Then check us out. Um, Barber yeah, Car yeah. Success. Uh, we're gonna push you, uh, Mr. June. Again, Barber Car Success brought to you by Craig yeah. Charles of Crown Cuts Academy, JC, and Crown Cuts Academy, Bristol, Virginia. Spreading love the Tri City way, but spreading love the Crown Cuts way is the only way. Check us out. Just subscribe, like, and share it. We on YouTube. We on Instagram. Check out the Barber College Success Podcast. Check it out on Instagram. Send your questions. We love the feedback that we give them. If you have any feedback or questions for June, send it to him or send it to us. We'll get we'll get it to him. We'll just make it happen because we love what we do. And That's again, right. right. We got to keep elevating this industry. That's right. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. And yeah, guys, fellas, yeah, send me a uh, send me a message. Man. I'd love to follow you guys back. Seriously, support you guys. Uh, I definitely want to follow you guys back and show you guys some love as well. And if there's anything that I can do to help uh, push this podcast out, man, let me know. And I would, I'd love to do it. Seriously. Yes, sir. There's anything that I can do. Whatever it is. It doesn't I'm matter. Get those brothers your numbers and we're going to exchange numbers and we'll talk again. Yeah. We'll talk once a week, once a month. We'll just continue. Let's do talk. it. Yes, yes let's run it. Yeah. Appreciate you, homie. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Doing, man. Peace. All right, brother. All right, you guys.